Welcome to the Grace Podcast, a production of Grace Ministries in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and we pray that you are blessed and inspired. For more information about Grace, be sure to check out gmrh.org. Now let's listen in to this week's message. And uh, if you would go to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and I need your help today. I need you to be a part of what God is saying. So if I ask you something, please feel free to respond. And I'm going to speak direct, but yet at the same time, I'm going to probably not be long, which means you're going to be here a while. So, Father, we ask that you speak to us today in a way we can understand and know it's you. <clears throat> and Lord God, that you will... Do something so great and powerful in us, Lord God, through your truth and your word. God, it would change how we think. And Lord God, that we would turn everything literally over to you. Not just a few words or not just a few moments, but Lord God, it would literally change our thought process. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Today, we're again as it is in heaven, but in my thinking. And some of us deal with something in our head and stuff that's called stinking thinking. Wouldn't you agree? That no matter what happens, you could have a hundred things in front of you to prove that something's right. You automatically see what's wrong. And we will believe the one lie versus the one truth. Amen. We know that the word of God is, is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword and that it pierces even to dividing asunder and soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow. We know that that is the word of God, but yet we will quote and be more excited or speak of Bill Myers' words than we will anybody else's. That would be on the forefront of who we are and what we say, and we'll trust the statement from CNN or from Fox News or from any other news organization out here in the media that's saying whatever they're saying, and we'll take it that that is the way life is going to be. But I want to proclaim to you today that the media, the world, no matter which president, no matter which leader in the country in the world is out there, they are not our God, and they do not determine our outcome, and we serve the living God, and He is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world, and we need to speak that to us. Amen? We have believed the lie. The world has reached out to the church and the church has embraced it and the church has taken on the mindset of the world more than the mindset of God. Oh, me? And we need to understand that this is not our home. This is not our destination. We serve a living God who has made a way for you to, you and I, and we need to live accordingly. Amen? Yes. Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, that doesn't sound possible, does it? How does your heart think? You ever ask that question? From my reading and understanding, the heart is formed before the brain. The heart sends signals 
throughout the body to tell it what to do and how to do things. The mind, the brain, of course, it has all the stuff that it does, and I can't tell you all that. I'm not a medical person, but I can tell you I have read things and I understand things when I read it most of the time. And as a result of it, your brain tells you what is factual or non-factual. The brain will store in information and then tell your body to do it according to the information that is stored in its system. The heart says, whatever source is controlling me, be it God, be it me, or be the world, I will do what that says for me to do more than what my brain tells me what to do. But we store in information all the time, and then we allow that information, that voice, from whatever it is that's influencing us to control our heart. That's why God doesn't renew our heart when we're born again. He gives us a new heart. He reaches down deep inside because he knows that our belief system is tainted and messed up. That's why he says, as you think in your heart, so are you. Because God is putting his word, his truth, and who he is in your heart, not just in your knowledge. That's why, as a man thinketh, so is he. And as that heart sends that message out, that's why a fellow You'll hear about someone say, man, he's all heart because he does this with all heart because he should not be able to physically do that thing. But yet his heart says, I will do it and nothing will stop me. When the world around us is speaking volumes of fear and distrust and failure, God is saying, I am in complete control. And that's the voice we need to hear. And that's the voice that needs to drive our heart. Amen? That's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.23 to guard our heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Guard it. For out of it are the issues of life. It's our responsibility to guard, keep our heart. Proverbs 4, the entire chapter, go back and reread it this week. It gives us basic steps to to help make that happen in our life. In the world where we are right now, there are so many voices and there's so many words that are out there that brings fear, brings confusion, brings doubt. That we're literally afraid to leave our house. Afraid to come to a, to a church where we can worship. We're afraid to go to school. We're afraid to go to our jobs. We're afraid that something that's affected probably not even a percent of the people on the planet is driving force for how all people on the planet live. And that doesn't minimize what has happened. It just goes to show you how easy it is to manipulate the world and to change the course of the world. And through the scripture, our Heavenly Father has given us tools that we need to make this happen. Now, man, if, you, if I come out and give you a tool, you're the happiest man. What does it do? I don't know, but I got a new tool. Huh? Look at this tool. And if it has a particular name brand on it, 
you're happier. You don't even know how it works. You'll have to call somebody to come over and show you how to do it. But it doesn't matter. You have a new tool. God's Word gives us tools on how to live this life and how to walk this life and how to do the things we need to do. We need to trust that. We need to allow Him to do the things He wants to do. And we need to trust His instructions. One of the things that I dislike the most in life is when you're trying to help somebody and they use the phrase, I know. Anybody else? You go out here and you see them messing up, you see them doing the thing wrong, and you say, man, let me tell you, I know. And you'll say, no, you don't. If you did, you wouldn't have come to me. If you did, you'd already fixed it. Right? But yet when God speaks to us, what do we say to him? I know. I got this, God. I don't need you right now. Many people do that. You say, I would never say that. You do in your actions, and you do in what you believe, you do in what you speak. You know what we do? Our world uses the same marketing tools and phrases for selling products to influence our way of thinking in life. Use words like pandemic, and immediately fear strikes over everyone on the planet. Word like virus and death toll immediately grips fear and then we go in and you can't go buy anything in the stores right now. We say, man, those people are crazy buying up everything, but what did we go to do? We went to buy up everything. <laughs> we just upset they got there first. And when we hear these words and these phrases, it grips our life and we do irrational things. We're ready to board up our house or move to Alaska or wherever it is on the planet that we think is safe. And we're ready just to hunker down and then all of a sudden just live this life the best we can for the rest of it. Because of the fear that's come out. I, I want to say a couple things this morning that I want you to, to hear my heart on this. And the church world through the ages has been crying wolf about the coming of the Lord to a degree for a long time. And now the church world really doesn't believe he's coming. And you say, how do you know that, Pastor? Just look at our lives. Look at our lifestyle. Look at our conversation. Look at what we do and how we live throughout life and what we say now and what's important to us now versus what was important to us before. And the thing about this particular thing that's happening on our planet now is really amazing because never before has the world been as united on something as they are right now. Never before. And you say it's for a good cause, Pastor. You know, it's, it's for people being sick, and I agree. But that's the surface. We never thought that the world could unite on anything. But it's 100% united now. And I, I really believe this. This is the beginning steps of the ushering in of the one system. 
I really think and, and feel in my heart that, <clears throat> that we are so tuned in to the surface things that we don't really understand what's happening. If, if literally you came out and said, worship Satan, the world would reject that. But he is bringing the world together in one purpose and one plan so that he is literally the God of this world. And, and, and he's doing everything possible, and his plan is orchestrating it to the point that the world, literally, the mindset of the world is rushing to that part of life right now greater than ever before. There are things that, in the uniting of the world and things that are happening, how they can test and reach out and do things for good for people is really a good thing. But at the same time, it's a way to control people, not only today, but for the future. It's laying the groundwork for what's ahead of us. Out of this particular thing could begin the ushering in at a greater level than the one world currency, a one world system in so many different ways. And all of a sudden, the world would be embracing it. In our mind, in our rational mind, we would say, no, that's not possible. But in the reality of it, we are ushering in something that's far greater than we can imagine. And, and literally, the prince of the power of the air is not just, he's tired of accepting the handful of literally the world that's exalting him quietly and behind the scenes. He's looking to be exalted higher than God. That's the reason he had to leave heaven, and that's the reason he's here, and he is getting ready to flex himself to the point to that the world would accept him as their God. This is the beginning in and ushering in. This is another step of it, greater than we've ever seen. I'm not reading this through prophecy. I'm not reading this through the latest, greatest guy that's out here who knows the end time. I'm just telling you from the reality of the scripture and from the reality of the spirit of God moving, this is the nature and the mindset and the direction the world is in. And we need to be aware of it. Do I need to be fearful? No, but I need to be aware I need to guard my heart and guard my home and guard the people in my family and let them know that the coming of the Lord is real and the time is now. We should not be afraid that we have hope and confidence in the Lord and He is in control. <clears throat> nothing happens that surprises Him. And there's nothing that happens that He's not aware of. He knows the heart of man and how evil it is. That's why he creates in us a new heart. So it's time for us to tune out the media influence and tune in God's word and God's voice. We must believe what we believe. I'm going to say that again. We must believe what we believe. So today I want to give you some things, some basic things that will help during this chaotic time. I want to give us some basic, simple things that will help calm us and remind us to trust in God. I want to show you how to use some tools. Is that good? <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. <coughs> give you a chance to get there. 
Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. I'm going to tell you, our worship right now is off the chain. God is really moving through our worship team, and they are bringing us to a place of worship, and we need that more than ever. You and I need to be able to get to a place where we worship God, not just on Sundays, and I'm thankful that they are putting us in that position, but we need to find places and times to worship him daily and find that moment. And, uh, you know, some people look to get on their jam or whatever you call it today, but you need to get in that place to where you can worship God, turn it up, and if it offends your neighbor, let it offend them. You know? You, you and I need to find that place where we literally ignite ourselves. And it doesn't matter the type of music you like, whatever you feel good with. If it's honoring the Lord God, play it. Whether it's old, new, in between, up and down. People say, do y'all do contemporary worship? No, we just do worship. <clears throat> so rejoice in him. Get rid of the mully grubs. Get rid of the stinking thinking. Get rid of that stinking influence and worship God. And he said, again, I say rejoice. Don't just rejoice, but <coughs> he overemphasizes it. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. What does he mean by that? Don't get caught up into the, to every whim that the world brings before us. People are looking for someone grounded in their walk in the Lord. We're looking for people who will follow after the Lord Jesus Christ who, whose life is grounded and who isn't swayed by everything that comes across the screen. <clears throat> for the Lord is at hand. Be careful of nothing. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Go after it with all your heart. With everything that you are. Go after it. Don't be reserved in how you worship God or how you live unto him. Don't allow someone else to determine how you express yourself for the Lord. If you're a quiet person and you do it quietly, great. If you're a loud person, be loud. If you're in between, that's okay too. I'm not going to tell you that you've got to raise your hand and be as vocal as I am. We all respond differently to things in life and how we live. But don't hold back in how you are. Amen? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We're too busy telling everybody else our requests instead of God. Drop the mic thing there. Isn't it? We'd rather communicate on Facebook, Snapchat, and whatever else is out there. Right? I look at my granddaughters. They laugh every time I say something like that. And... We would rather call them on the phone and tell everybody our cares and our concerns, but we will not get on our knees or get before God and tell him what's going on. 
He said, let our requests be made known to God. If your friend could help you, if your husband could help you, if your sister could help you, they would have already helped you. But you and I need God to help us. We need to call on him. Now, do I need agreement with people? Sure, that's great. But my first call is to him. Hmm. Amen, Pastor. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Can I just get real? I'm just going to get real today. When you call your friend and you get through talking, do you have peace or do you feel like you got to call somebody else? Right? Does that make sense? Sometimes I'm good at this and sometimes I'm not. I remember a long, long time ago when Jonathan was, not long after he was born, he was about two and Cheryl and I were living in Malden, South Carolina, and uh, I was feeling the prompting to move back to Rock Hill. And the Lord was really dealing with me. And so I would come in, and I was at church and working in the church there and working a job, and I, was, I just was feeling that in, in my heart, my spirit, and I never said a word. I didn't even say anything to Cheryl. I'd just go and, and get before God, and I was praying and seeking the Lord, and and uh, the Lord made it possible for us to, to come back. But just before we were looking to come back, I went to Cheryl and I said, okay, I really believe I've heard from the voice of the Lord. It's time for us to move back to Rock Hill. She said, I know. The Lord told me six months ago that that's what we needed to do. I was just waiting on you. So two things happened in there. I got along with the Lord and God spoke to me. And God got along, I mean, Cheryl got along with God, and he spoke to her, and then we were able to be in agreement. There's nothing wrong with you getting before God and pouring your heart out before him and allowing his peace to overcome you, and then when that peace comes, you speak that to the ones close to you, the ones near you, and the ones around you. But there's a time where we just need to get along with God ourselves. How can we know his peace if I only hear it and receive it from somebody else. <clears throat> and he will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ. When his peace comes and I'm there with him, he can take care of that. He can give that peace and that joy and that confidence. And so whatsoever, uh, finally, brethren, whatsoever our, our things are true, things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He tells us what to think about and how to do it, doesn't he? Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace be with you. That's what Paul is writing there. So I want to give you a few things. The first thing is 10 things to help you get rid of worry. Okay? I'll get with Brian and we'll send this out today or, okay, my notes, if that's good for you. Number one, if you want to write it down, go ahead. 
Permit the peace of God to garrison or keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 7 says that. Allow the Spirit of God to do its work. Amen? There are times I've tried to work on stuff when I just needed to leave it alone. Right? Allow the peace of God to do its work in us. And all of a sudden we'll realize that it's happened. You ever try to reset your computer too soon? And then try to get on it and it's over here recycling, reconnecting and doing stuff. And you're trying to log on and do it stuff. Sometimes you just got to take your hands off of it. Same thing. When life comes at us, take your hands off of it and allow the peace of God to do its work. Renounce worry. Then by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make all requests known to God. Look at yourself and say, stop it. Quit worrying. Right? (coughs) Philippians 4.6 and James 4.7 tells us that. Think about the right things. When something bad or wrong comes into your head, get rid of it. Put something else in its place. Just that simple. Keep your mind stayed or connected on God. Isaiah 26.3 tells us to do that. Some people have the weather channel on their house 24-7 because they want to know exactly when the weather is going to happen, when it's going to hit, and when it's going to do. If you're one of those, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> or you use your phone app, and you're constantly looking at your phone to know exactly what the weather is going to be and, you know, all the whole bit. You know, most days when I go outside... I decide whether I need a coat or not. You know, some days I get caught, some days I don't. Some days I'm prepared, some days I'm not. I understand that. But we're so tuned in to so many things other than the Lord. Tune yourself into Him. Allow Him to do His work in us. This is a side note and and altogether different. You know why people have affairs? What it is, an affair is, it's a relationship without responsibility. You know why people trust everything else but the Lord? It's life without responsibility. Use the weapons of spiritual warfare that God has given us. Doesn't mean you have to dress up in army gear all day. You know? And the church world is really, through that whole phase of 
warfare training and teaching and praying. It scared me. I didn't know if they were Navy SEAL Christians out here, you know, whatever's going on. But at the same time, we need to be aware that God has given us the weaponry and tools to fight the enemy. But at the same time, it doesn't mean I'm hacking and cutting up everybody else out here in front of me and I'm blowing them away. It just means I know when and how and where to pray and then seek God and trust him to do what he's given me to do. And I use the weaponry according to the word. That makes sense? Put on the whole armor of God. Get ready for the day. Get ready for what's about to happen. Number seven, have faith in God. Trust Him. Number eight, live and walk in the Spirit. The Bible says whatever you're doing, whether you're eating or drinking or whatever it is, do for the glory of God. Everything you do has a purpose and a plan. Allow God to be glorified in it. If I take out the trash, I am walking in the Spirit. If I'm vacuuming the floor, I am vacuuming in the Spirit. I used to own a car that was called an AMC Spirit. I told people I even drive in the Spirit. Whatever it is, we do that. Amen? Do not cast away the confidence that comes from the Word of God and from the Holy Spirit. And God at work in us. Don't continually look for things to be wrong. Amen? Cast your care on him. If you have a concern, tell him. Give it to him. Now, casting means I reach in... And I sling it, I throw it, or I take that rod and I cast out to the point. I get rid of it, I get throw it way out there. By the same token, we need to take those things that cares of life and cast it, thrust them out towards him. Give them to him. Side note, again, I never understood why people in the boat fish at the bank and people at the bank fish in the middle of the pond. I have never understood that. But cast your care on him. I had nothing spiritual. That was just a thought. Several things that you and I need to meditate on. Things that are true. All that is in harmony with the God's word and God's truth. Think on these things. True things. Think on honest things. Don't add our part to it. Do you know that that 90% truth is still 10% a lie? Don't add our media hype to whatever it is that we're saying. Things that are just, think on those things. Things that are pure, think on those things. Things that are lovely, think on those things. And things of good report, think on those things. And what do you mean by that, Pastor? Why is it that we would prefer to hear something bad about somebody instead of something good about somebody? 
I knew that was something wrong with them. They were covering it up. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Nobody's ever done that, have they? Let me tell you what. But if somebody comes out here and serving God and God's really moved, oh, yeah, you know. But that other shoe will drop soon. Jonathan, if you'll come. Four things that we need to practice. I'll close with this. Scripture tells us to practice the things we have learned. The things we have learned. The things we have received. The things we have heard. And the things we have seen. Learned, received, heard, and seen. That's what we need to do. But we need to do those things that we've learned, received, heard, and seen that are from God. If I will do that, then all of a sudden, when chaos and all that's going around in the world that we live in and the hype or whatever's happening at the moment when that takes place, if I put this into practice, then all of a sudden, God makes you and I a strong tower in Him. And the world around us is looking for stability. The world around us is looking for strength. The world around us is looking for direction. The world around us is looking for hope. And if you and I will practice these things, then the life that he has created in us will bring that to that place and to that moment and to that thing. And when everyone else is in fear, there's a peace and a calm that comes through you that can change the course of the world. Are the things happening around us real? Is the fear real? Is the questions real? Is life real? Yes. But God is greater than all of those things. Let's trust him. Let's put into practice what he's given us to do. And when we do, all of a sudden, everything around us, the fear, the distrust, begins to leave. And all of a sudden, he comes. And he changes. And he brings that peace. And when that happens, it doesn't matter what goes on around us. We know that God is more than able to do what he's promised to do. So today I want to speak directly to a heart, to a life. <clears throat> if you've been in that moment or time of fear and chaos, and, and we've allowed the programming of the world to determine the measure of our faith. We've allowed that to happen. Is it intentional? No.
and I don't know if this is a, another form of a revelation or, or whatever, but I, I want to say this. I can get up here and speak confidence and peace, and I can tell you about these tools, and I can show you how to use these tools, and I can talk about this. But the moment I can't breathe, fear and worry grip my heart. The moment you lose your breath, everything that you know, if you're not careful, is cast aside because you're only grabbing hold of what's in front of you now. Your mind and your spirit is telling you you're breathing, but something inside of you is telling you you're not. One of the things that, that Satan brings is what's called the spirit of python. And what he does is, like a python, he tries to literally wrap himself around you and influence you to the point where he takes out of you life itself and the breath of God. But I want you to know something, that the breath that God has placed in you is far greater than the circumstance around you and greater is he that's in you and that's coming out of you and that will not choke you out if you will trust God. So today, some of you may have been, feel like you're just in the coil of life and feel like life is leaving. Life is not. God is not defeated. And he is your breath. He is your hope. And he is your life. So what do you do to break free? You call on the one. You call on the one who's able to set you free. And his name is Jesus. Father God, we call on you today. We receive your help today, Lord God. And the world has come in in so many different ways. For so many different people and throughout the world, Lord, we have heard so many voices. We don't know what to believe many times. But Lord God, today we put our foot in the ground. And we say, as far as for me and my house, we will trust you, Lord. We will live unto you, Lord. We will serve you, Lord. We will believe your word, Lord, more than ever. So if you need that breakthrough today, you need that break free today, would you stand to your feet and allow the Spirit of God to breathe his heart and life in you right now so that you can be free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So would you do that now? Come on. God bless you.